The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the 19th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel this morning is from St. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1630. Luke 19, 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was very wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree, a sycamore fig tree, to see him since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner? But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, today, Salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We're transported in time to a historical account of Jesus coming into Jericho. And I'm reminded of some modern-day circumstances and happenings. I ask you, have you ever been to a parade before? Yeah? Have you ever been to a parade where you couldn't see over the person in front of you? Uh, it isn't very much fun, is it? And if you can't see, I mean, that's sort of the whole point. When I was a little boy, it, you know, we, they, you could move the little ones up front, you know, kind of sit on the curb and so forth. Pretty, probably not at the Rose Parade, but in our little town you could do that. And then I would see uh, people that were having, uh, that were height-challenged. Um, 
there was a period of time where they made these periscopes. They were boxes, you know, and they looked really goofy. And people would look in the mirror system in there, and they could be able to see the parade. If you can't see the marching bands, and you can't see the floats or the fire trucks, or you can't see the flashing lights, you know, what good is it? Some people use periscopes to see, but that is really the reason why my family and I watch the Rose Parade on TV. Because we miss something, we get to see it again, and again, and again. Now, the Lucan account this morning is about a man who, who went to, to see basically a, a parade. It was Jesus coming into town, and he couldn't see above the crowd, the main attraction was Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus, by this time, had become quite famous because he had performed many miracles. And oftentimes, there were a lot of fans of Jesus, but few real followers. So he had performed in their eyes, many miracles. We know that he raised Lazarus from the dead. We know that he had restored sight to a blind man named Bartimaeus. We, we know of what he was doing, as did the people. And so they wanted to see him. So when he entered the city of Jericho, the atmosphere was likely very much like a parade. The people lined the streets hoping to see and get a glimpse of Jesus. One of the people in the crowd happened to be this little man who was very, very short. He was so short that he couldn't see, and he didn't have a periscope. And it wasn't being live-streamed or on TV played over and over again, and he really wanted to see Jesus. So what did he do? Something astounding that no Hebrew man would ever do. Not one with his stature, of his status. He climbed a tree to see Jesus. He climbed the tree and he waited for Jesus because he knew he was going to pass by. And as Jesus traveled through the streets, he came to the place where Zacchaeus was sitting up in the tree, and Jesus stopped, and he looked up in the tree, and he called him by name. He said, Zacchaeus, you come down right now. You and I are going to go to your house today. Talk about Jesus calling, and he responded. Now, the crowd was shocked. That's my country club voice right now. Oh, dear. Think of last week when we had the account of the Pharisee and the publican, the tax collector. Thank you, Lord. I know I'm wonderful. Thanks for making me wonderful. I'm paraphrasing. And I'm not like that guy over there. Now, Zacchaeus, as we know from the 
historical accounts of, of tax collectors, publicans. He was one of the most hated men of all of Jericho. That he was a little man with a big problem. He was a thief and a cheat. He was the chief tax collector that was, that was compromised and that he was dealing with the occupational forces that were there, the Romans. He had betrayed his brothers. And he'd become very rich doing this. He collected more taxes from the people than were due. And he kept the difference between what he had to pay to the Roman government and he kept that difference for himself. And, understandably, the people could not believe that Jesus would go to the home of a man like that. Isn't that just like Jesus? Coming up and taking up residences in a home like that. A home of a sinner. Now, Zacchaeus knew that he had cheated people. He knew it. I want you to think about blessed are the poor in spirit. He knew it. I want you to think about if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I want you to think about that. Now we know when Jesus arrived at his house, he confessed. And he said that he was sorry. And he repented by saying, I am going to give half of all that I own to the poor. And anyone that I have cheated, I will pay back four times that amount. Jesus didn't say in only half. It seems like maybe he wasn't interested in the amount. Now Jesus said something even more astounding than that. He said, today salvation has come to this house. Zacchaeus was a little man with a big problem, not unlike you or me. He was a little man with a big problem, and that problem was sin. And we know that Zacchaeus longed to know Jesus, to see Jesus, to climb up a tree, how shameful, to see Jesus. And there he met the Word incarnate while up a tree. He was up a tree seeking the great I Am. Jesus met Zacchaeus where he was at. He meets you and me where we're at. And Zacchaeus' life was changed. We know that doesn't matter if we're short or tall, Jesus comes to those who seek him, and he brings salvation with him. I heard a story about a little puppy. 
This little puppy noticed that whenever he was happy, his tail wagged. So he thought to himself that he had found the secret to happiness. This little puppy shared the secret of happiness with an older dog. He said, I have learned that the best thing for a dog is happiness. And that happiness is in my tail. So I am going to chase my tail, and when I catch it, I shall have happiness. Now the old dog replied, I too believe that happiness is a marvelous thing for a dog. And that happiness, it is in my tail. But I have noticed that when I chase it, my tail keeps running away from me. But when I go about my business, it follows me wherever I go. You know, our Bible, the Holy Bible, has a lot to say about being happy. However, it doesn't say, happy are they who have a lot of money. It doesn't say, happy are they who live in big houses and drive big cars. It doesn't say, happy are those who die with the best toys. It doesn't even say, happy are they who only have good things happen to them. What the Bible does say in Jesus' Beatitudes are, happy are the merciful. Happy are the peacemakers. Happy are the pure in heart. The Bible also says happy is he who trusts in the Lord. Many of us at times are like that little puppy chasing his tail, trying to find true happiness that is always just out of reach. We find happiness here as children of the living God through the holy sacraments. When you were baptized, you received the Holy Spirit and faith came with you. And so did salvation. You died a death like Jesus. You were resurrected in a resurrection like his. You are clothed in Christ. You are in Christ. I will say it one more time. You are in Christ. You are blessed through the body and the blood. Christ in you. The Lamb of God imparting amazing grace unto you. The fulfillment of the glorious exchange of our sins for his righteousness through across the Christendom this morning especially in the Lutheran churches they're preaching on the beatitudes 
and the blessed man who he is. And I defer in, to a person that I reveal very highly, think very highly of, Chad Bird, and I'll paraphrase what he says about this, that the blessed man is Christ. So that when you hear and read the Beatitudes yourself, read it this way, the blessed, blessed is the poor in spirit because they are in Jesus. Blessed are those who mourn, especially today. Blessed are those who mourn because they are in Jesus. The Beatitudes describe those who are in Christ, who are blessed not because of who they are or what they do, or don't do, but solely because they are in the Messiah. The cloud of witnesses that we remember today are experiencing that right now. And one day, we will too. In the name of Jesus.